You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. I should say. Um, I have a gentleman here this morning. I asked him if he would be okay with this. I don't know if he knew I meant this, but um, Andy, I met him this morning. He's got a, a diagnosis. If I could just, I'm going to have you, we'll come down here. I'll come down here with you. Steve, you can come with me. Um, just got a bad report from the doctor, right? You just got a, a negative report from the doctor, right, for, for lymphoma, yes. right? Okay, um, which is a type of cancer. Some of you might know what that is. So I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Darrow, Pastor Faith, she's in here. Um, she's feeding a baby. Praise the Lord. Uh, and I'm going to ask, is, is Juan in here? He's out there. Juan Guadarrama, if you're available, I want you to come down here. Jeremy, if you're available. If not, it's okay. If you are available, come. Eddie, if you're in here, would you come? We're gonna, we, we believe in the power of prayer, amen. We believe that God still heals the sick, raises the dead, and cleanses the lepers. So we're just going to come into agreement, Andy. We love you. I know I don't. I just met you this morning. I love people you love and know. And we're just going to believe God to touch your body. And we're just believing for this to be eradicated out of your body completely. Amen. Is that all right? I'm going to anoint you with oil, okay? And everybody just lift your hands this way. Father, in the name of Jesus. We say cancer, go in Jesus' name right now. Every cancer cell, die in Jesus' name. Every cancer cell, go. We play complete healing, God. Because of the cross, because of the atonement, there is healing available on this side of heaven, Lord. And we just say that you'd call that miracle into now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, all cancer go, all pain go, healing come. Every blood cell that needs to be created, be created right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you created the body. You created him at a molecular level, God. So we say that things would happen instantaneously. A creative miracle in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, I pray this morning and thank you for Andy that you're loving on him. That you're reintroducing yourself to him, God, that you are such a good father, that he can enjoy you, that he can enjoy church, he can enjoy your presence, God, and you deeply, deeply love him. And we love him at this church, Lord. Father, I pray you continue to go deep in his heart this morning, Lord, and we thank you for this season of his life. He's going to draw deeper and deeper close to you than he ever has in his life. So we honor him. We stand with him, Lord. I know this is not his church, but we stand with him at this church in the name of Jesus, Lord. Amen and amen. 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 Can I give you a hug? Awesome. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on. Has anybody in here had cancer and been, been healed? Raise your hand real high. There's one, there's two, there's three, there's four. Would you guys just stand so it gives Andy some hope this morning. If you've been healed of cancer, you've seen, come on. 
The Bible says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, which means what he did for these people, he can do it again. Amen? Hallelujah. Awesome. Today is Vision Sunday. We're going to be talking about a few things. We're talking about celebrating what the Lord has done this past year. Um, I'm going to start with a few announcements before I forget that our church, uh, that we, you need to know. If you don't know this already, there's a church center app. We'd love for you to get that app. It has our events on there. You can check your kids on there. You can give on there. Uh, you won't miss anything if you have the app. Also, if you, the bulletin has our, our, our calendar as well. It's also posted on social media. Um, so anyways, a couple of things. We are on a fast right now. Some of us are. <laughs> no guilt in here. But we are on a fast, and we are fasting for 21 days. This is our first week of the fast. We would encourage you, like Nathan said earlier, uh, if you haven't started, you can start now. Amen? And, and I would encourage you as well um, not to, yeah, here's a QR code. You guys can, if you get your phone out, that's the fastest way to get to the church center app. Uh, but I would encourage you um, to, uh, to make, uh, posture your heart for your fast. And, and I, I'm just going to tell you something personally. A lot of times when I just give up a certain foods, it doesn't really help me very much. I'm just, I know some of you are thinking, oh, man, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just going to give you some personal advice. If you want a quick way to get to hunger pain, don't eat at all. <laughs> if you want a quick way to make, really make your fast worth something, I'm not saying don't eat at all at all, but you can skip lunch, skip, skip lunch completely, skip breakfast, do zero calorie, and maybe eat dinner. I'm telling you, you'll start to see that the fast really start to be more influential than instead of just, I remember we were doing a Daniel's fast before, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's biblical. Any type of fast is good to discipline yourself, amen? Any type of fast to crucify your flesh is good. I'm just, as your pastor, I'm just giving you some advice this morning. If you really want to press in, you really want to see, really see shift and authority and power come, start to do zero calorie <laughs> for however long you can. And I'm just telling you, you'll start to see the Bible open up to you. You'll start to see worship open up to you. Things will begin to shift and change. Obviously, if you have health conditions, consult your doctor. It'll be okay. Talk to them first. Don't do anything that's going to hurt you, obviously. All right? Um, but I would encourage you to come along with us. Come along and fast. Um, and just be in prayer for this year and some things I'm going to talk about today as well. And, and like really what uh, Pastor Faith was saying last week, like making him the reason he is the goal this year. Uh, I was listening to a song recently. It says, you know, let 2023 be an altar. And just let that be our hearts during this fast. And every year when we start the year that this year will be an altar that we're going to build to the Lord. Amen. And we're going to lay ourselves on that altar. Um, so join in. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. How many of you have fun fasting? No one. Exactly. I love what Pastor Landon Schott says. He said, I don't like fasting, but I like the results that come from fasting. Amen. Amen, amen. Um, so CareNet, CareNet bottles, if, you're, if you've got a baby bottle, uh, turn those in as soon as you can. You can just bring them on a Sunday morning. You need to fill them with money first. Don't just bring them back empty. Change, some dollars, whatever, a check to CareNet. Uh, also, Baptism Sunday is the third Sunday of every month. So if you need to get water baptized, or let me say it like this. If you've been born again recently, or in the past, if you've been born again recently made a decision for Christ, you need to be water baptized. You should be water baptized. Jesus was water baptized. Um, he commands us to be water baptized. You, we should get in the water. So if you need to sign up, sign up at the welcome desk uh, for our baptisms. Um, also, check in. I got a new announcement. Um, which is an old announcement. Our check-in time for our kids for nursery and children's church is no later than 10.45 a.m., all right? 
It's for security reasons. We have just ways to shut things off in the building. And here's the thing. Some people are like, oh, my gosh, well, I don't get to church till 11. We'll get to church on time. Come on, I hate to think we honor our boss at work more than we honor the house of the Lord. But I'll move on. I'll move on this morning. My goodness. I mean, you can't even take your kids 15 minutes late for school or you have to go in the school. So don't get mad at us. We've got to cut off time, all right? Get your kids here by 10. We're already giving you 15 minutes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Moving on. Um, we also, real quickly, not to let this take the whole service, so just listen in the spirit. We, we are having a church vote for our members of the church on the 29th, right after service, to vote to amend and change our Constitution and bylaws. Over the next three weeks, we'll be preaching and teaching about the changes that are coming, so you're not going to have to wonder. The bylaws will be posted in the foyer over the next uh, three weeks as well, so you'll be able to look at them however you want to, so it's not going to be this hidden thing by any means. And, and just to go ahead and maybe offend some people in this room, um, the idea of church voting actually isn't in the Bible. It's quiet in here again. But what voting does is something I'd like to get away from. It makes things political, and it makes us versus them. I know it's quiet in here. I'll move on. Remember, I told you not to let that ruin your whole morning, but I needed to tell you this morning. Uh, over the next few weeks, if you'd like to come and have a private meeting with me as well and talk about these things as well, I'm more than welcome to. You can call the office, call my cell phone number, tell you everything more in detail. It's really, really good. If you want to fast track to what we're doing, you can get on uh, Gateway Church, Robert Morris, and look up his series on the Blessed Church. Our goal is to basically set up our church exactly how Robert Morris's church is set up in Gateway. So how many of you know that's probably a good thing? Amen. Amen. Pretty awesome. So I'll, you're not going to miss anything. I'll be preaching on it for the next few weeks. Um, just wanted to go ahead and put that out there today. Um, all right. So the, if you're new here, the journey, say the journey. The journey is your next step. If you want to get involved, if you want to join the church, if you want to start serving, the journey is your next step. It happens every other month at our church. Uh, we had one this past Wednesday. I think we had about 24 people maybe come to the journey. Praise the Lord. Had an awesome time. Um, it's just a really, really good time to learn about the church and to also learn about some of the giftings that you have um, so we can help get you plugged into the church. Amen? Amen, amen. Um, so today is Vision Sunday. Somebody say vision. So what has the Lord been doing this past year? I want to talk about a little bit, and then I want to talk about some things God's put in my heart for 2023 as well. And I can tell you right now, it's not doom and gloom. Somebody say Amen. Amen, amen. It's going to be really, really good. So anyways, um, I want to start off a few, quickly. I want to go over. I do this every year, this time of year. Uh, for some of you who don't know, you're at this church. Our church um, sponsors financially uh, missionaries and different organizations all across the globe. Um, so when we say that declaration um, that you, God would open up um, uh, provision to go to the nations, it's literally the, the money we, we give, part of our uh, uh, tithe that goes to supporting missionaries here at the church and local organizations. So I want to just highlight a few and some of the testimony. They send us letters, sometimes quarterly, and not everybody in the church gets to see these. So I want to read some of these to you. Um, this is a really cool one. Actually, this is a local, a local one from a place uh, called CareNet. Uh, if you don't know what CareNet is, we support them monthly financially. CareNet is a local um, Owensboro uh, an organization that, does anybody know what CareNet is? Raise your hand. That's where the bottles are coming from, by the way. That's the, the thing we're doing to partner with right now. We also support them monthly. 
Um, CareNet is a, I would say it's a ministry that helps women, young women who are in crisis and in pregnancy, who find themselves in a sense in an unwanted pregnancy. It helps them to try to get them not to have an abortion, right? How many of y'all believe that's a good thing? And if you don't, you need to read your Bible, but we'll move on. Now, I know it's quiet in here again, but I want to read this, uh, this testimony. This is so cool. A girl, I don't know if I should say her name. Well, it says her name in here, but uh, Emily came to Karenette because she needed to verify that she was pregnant and find out how far along she was. Uh, this pregnancy was not planned, and she was terrified and did not know what she would do. Having the nurse go over all of her options with her and helped her feel more settled about being pregnant, seeing her baby's heartbeat on the ultrasound image made the baby real to her. How many of you know at Planned Parenthood, they do not let them see the baby or the heartbeat or anything because they want you to be convinced that this is not actually alive. So Karenette does the opposite. They actually want you to see that this is a child. This is alive. It's really amazing. Uh, it says, seeing her baby's heartbeat on the ultrasound made the baby feel real to her. She was awed and amazed at the tiny life she was carrying in her womb. Um, she continued to go through equipped classes throughout her pregnancy, and she found out she would have a baby girl to be born um, they talked with the nurse, and they helped her understand the diagnosis and experience peace about it. They, they literally, they have these girls. There's a picture, if you can see, some of you might not be able to, there's a picture of this baby. Isn't that amazing? Even though this baby has some issues, how many of you know that every single child is worthy of being born and worthy of living a life? And it's pretty amazing. So this is something awesome, awesome that we support that, honestly, so fill those bottles up with money. Amen? It goes straight to them. None of that goes to us. Um, so I'm going to read you just a few of our missionaries here. We have the Amslers. Actually, the Amslers used to be youth pastors at Good Shepherd Church, which is the formal name of our church in the, godly, maybe the late 80s, I believe, the early 90s. Um, they are ministering to a thing with kids. They have a huge kids ministry in Guatemala. Uh, they've been missionaries of the church for many, many years. Um, we also have uh, the Brenigers that are in Austria. We have an Ethiopian fellowship that helps reaches out to Muslims, um, we have the, I don't know how to say this, the Farhouds that are also in um, other parts of, um, excuse me, of Africa as well. Uh, some of our missionaries are in sensitive areas, which means they don't necessarily want us to say online where they are. Isn't that pretty amazing? We have missionaries and people, or not just us, but missionaries that are called by God to go across borders, um, in a sense, kind of in secret, per se, and they go as English teachers, or they go as business owners or tutors. But really, they're going undercover as missionaries to go and start house groups and spread the gospel. Isn't that amazing? And, and uh, people in America are wondering if they should go to church or not because it's raining. We'll move on. We have, we have missionaries in Cambodia, um, the Lovelaces. I remember they came to the youth group about seven years ago, and he was talking about they moved his wife and his two kids to Cambodia they had small kids at the time, and when they got to the place they were staying in Cambodia, it's like a swamp area. Basically, it's all in water. Not for me. It's like where they eat snakes all the time, stuff like that. No, sir. Um, I'm so glad the Lord has called me to Owensboro, Kentucky, right? And the reality was they, um, he, I remember him saying to the youth, he's like, yeah, when we got there, the place we were supposed to sleep, there was, there was snakes in the room, so they had to clear out the snakes first where our kids were going to sleep. I don't know about you, but I'd be like, nope, the Lord, we missed it. We missed the Lord on this, Maddie. <laughs> Completely off. The devil brought us here, you know, for sure. You know what I mean? But they're, 
people who have given up their lives. And let me, let me say this, just as every single believer in this room is called to be a missionary. It's quiet again. You're called to be, a, your mission field is Owensboro, Kentucky. Completely. And I know I'm telling you right now, it's a lot easier just to give a, a check to someone who's gonna go overseas than to take the responsibility and the mantle of go therefore and make disciples upon yourself and realize that Owensboro is our mission field, amen? Amen, so at the Father's house, Owensboro is our mission field, amen? All of ours, not just the pastors. Um, we also support the Good News Jail and Prison Ministry. It's Chaplain Herzog here today. Brother Herzog, if you could just stand, can we honor you this morning? And Joy, come on Joy, and whoever, whoever your family's here too, they can stand too. Praise the Lord. I want to read a quick testimony from him. Uh, he said, an inmate in my Bible class said he found Jesus in the hole. If you've been to jail before, the hole is the jail inside the jail. It's not the place you want to go to. Um, but I remember actually when I was lost and in jail myself, it was Pastor Herzog, golly, 12, 13 years ago, who would come and get me out of my cell and give me a book called Anchor for My Soul and witness to me. And it's just, and look where I am now. <laughs> it's pretty amazing, uh, that ministry that we support monthly as well. And um, we also go into the jail, or I go into the jail myself, and we do a service that this church has been doing for I don't know how many years, over 10 years. And we've got to see, I've got to see personally, over COVID, we weren't allowed to go back into the jail for a long period of time. And then we got back in, and then they let us get back out. So unfortunately, we haven't been in. Um, into the, the jail as much as we'd like to, but we've recently started getting right back in. And every time I've been, including this past Thursday, I think I had at least 14 or 15 guys pray to receive Jesus just this past Thursday. And it's amazing. Um, every time we go, I would say probably 80% or so say a prayer. That's how I like to say it. I don't want to say, well, people got saved. I mean, only God knows, right? But I know that these men humbled themselves. They stood up. They raised their hand. They prayed with me to receive Jesus. So we celebrate with them. Amen? Uh, it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, so let me have another one I want to read here. Uh, oh, yeah, the Farhauser in South Africa. Um, they're building a church this past year, and their goal is to continue to build more churches. So some of our giving, our giving goes literally all across the globe. It's pretty amazing. Um, let me read you a few more. Uh, we also have one called Jacob's Hope that's actually a ministry in Israel to reach the Jews. How many of you know there are still millions of Jews who do not believe that Jesus is the Messiah? They literally believe that the canon of Scripture has closed at the Old Testament. The story is hanging on by a thread and, the, and they're still waiting on the Messiah to come. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that wild? But we have uh, people and missionaries who are called, who are in Israel at Jacob's Hope that are ministering to see some of these Jews come out of Judaism and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's pretty amazing. Amen? Amen, amen. Whoo. All right, let me read a few more before I forget here. And then I have something I want to share with you guys. Uh, another one's in, uh, excuse me, let me read a few. There's South Africa, there's Europe in a sensitive area, Cambodia, Ukraine, in the Arab world, um, Indonesia. Let's see here, Austria. And here we go. One of my favorites, a lot of you guys would like to, we have one called, her name is um, uh, Reagan um, in Romania. And they have a home called the ha uh, Hagar Home, Hagar Home. 
and they help uh, basically women that are coming out of trafficking or women that are pregnant on the streets and they have this home. They'll take in young pregnant women or young single moms and they'll take them in off the streets or out of sex trafficking and they'll, they'll house them and support them and preach the gospel to them. It's pretty incredible. I mean, I think that's pretty important. And so it's pretty amazing. Yeah, you can give it up for them. Isn't that awesome? All right. Locally, we also have, I don't know if Miss Gwen is here today, a Shepherd's Hand Ministry. Raise your hand if you help at all or if you've ever helped a Shepherd's Hand. Raise your hand. Awesome. Shepherd's Hand is actually a, a separate ministry. It is Gwen Bennett's ministry uh, about, golly, I don't even know, seven years ago? I don't even know. Does anybody know? Seven years or so. Um, a church reached out to Pastor Chris and was like, hey, there's a lady that runs a clothing ministry at another church. They need more space. I know you guys have that double wide thing in the back parking lot. I'm not sure where it came from. And they're like, hey, do you, do you care if they use it? So it started over there. Pastor Chris was like, sure, if they can come clean it out, they can put their ministry in it and just let them use it for free and we pay the electricity. And then, if you all know Gwen at all, she's pretty ambitious. So she was coming, she saw some rest of our property and the other side of the old location was like, oh, what about these rooms? Oh, look at this room. Oh, look at this old part of the school building. What about these rooms? And it's hard to tell somebody no that is being the hands and feet of Jesus, serving the community, and really making an impact on our city. And so we've decided to partner with her by letting her use our facility free of charge. And now she uses a whole lot of our facility. And then now she's started a, a, a food bank as well that operates on the west side of the building, um, or yeah, operates on the west side of the building on Tuesdays, and they give out probably all close to 200 food boxes every Tuesday afternoon. Um, that cars are lined up here all the way. Some people might think, oh, oh, that's just Gwen's been in. No, guys, we, we don't charge them anything. We don't let them pay for anything. If, if they had to go pay for 5,000 square foot facility in our town, it would be a lot of money. So we are absolutely partnering with them, and it's amazing. She runs that thing on her own, does an incredible, incredible job here at our church. If you ever want to go see all she does, she'd love to, love to show you. It's pretty cool. My mom helps out there, and they cook, have lunch, and uh, together uh, twice a week. It's a pretty amazing thing. So um, Friends of Sinners is also uh, a thing that we sponsor monthly uh, financially. Friends of Sinners is a local rehab in town. Are there any guys in here right now that are in Friends of Sinners or have been in Friends of Sinners? Can you raise your hand real high? Come on, can we give it up for them? Man, I, I really wanted to do this this morning, actually. Uh, Jeremy, could you, could you stand? And your spouse. Man. I'm so proud of, of this young man. I'm proud of all of you guys. And Jeremy, is, he's continued to walk this life out, get married, do the things in his life he's needed to do, and he's still going strong to this day. Man, we love you. We're proud of you. We're with all of you guys. I just wanted to say, man, we keep going. All of you keep going. Byron, my man, all y'all. I love all y'all. Man, Jeremy, i just seen, seen you grow from the start. And just going strong, man. It's just beautiful to see. Amen? Somebody say more, Lord. More, Lord. Awesome. So let's see what else I have here. Uh, also, we've recently started partnering with uh, Father's House Recovery in Ohio County. And I get to, come on, where's my Ohio County people at? <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Holy Spirit brought it back. Um, 
man, we, we get to pour into, I get to go to Ohio County every other Thursday and I get to teach. So I teach a class, Pastor Daryl teaches a class at, uh, excuse me, at Friend of Sinners every week. We get to go in and teach the new guys in the house. And now I get to go to the Forest House Recovery in Ohio County and I get to teach their new guys and it's just awesome. So we're just pouring into and, you know, really changing a city. Let me just say this. If one of our, our missions, our last part of our mission statement is to change a city and change a region. And I'm gonna tell you, it doesn't just happen with prayer. Prayer goes before us. Prayer protects us. But the other half of that is you actually got to get out in the dirt, in the community, and you actually got to do things. And the reality is you don't actually need a group to do these things. You can just go out and you can do them. And there's plenty of things in town that you can go out and you can do and you can volunteer with. And actually this year we're going to have a thing set up in our foyer um, of a few of these different ones like Shepherd's Hand and uh, Borrowed Hearts and a items that they need that are changing all the time, and we're just going to keep that in our foyer forever. So when you leave our church or when you come in, check that table and see what are some of those items they need. And we'll also have probably posted uh, areas of volunteering at those different places around town that they need. And you'll just check that, bring stuff in when you come to church, and make that just a part of our culture here, that you're constantly uh, just bringing in things that these ministries need, and you can look on there and see what they need for volunteers as well. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Um, cool. This past year, we've been able to upgrade our property. Uh, we've been able to put about $25,000 into our parking lot. Praise God, right? I remember six years ago, we did not have parking lot lights. It was, and we're, we're almost done with some more lights. And uh, we've been able to pour into our parking lot. A lot of things that really need to be done. We've been able to uh, replace uh, air conditioner units. I don't know if you know this or not, but this is a large building. And ain't nothing cheap around here when something breaks. I'm going to tell you that right now. And But we've been able, let me just say this, God has been faithful. I truly believe that since we are going in the right direction and continue to follow the Lord's direction, where God guides, he provides. And he's continuing to. And it's incredible. We're seeing our debt down to just a little bit over $400,000 when it was once $5 million. You know, we're seeing God just continue to be faithful Honestly, through a season of us not even having that many people in the church. You know, when we didn't even have that many people in the church over the last few years, we still gave. We still gave. We even gave towards another church in town, towards their property. You reap what you sow. If you're waiting on something to happen, start sowing into it. All right? So we've also upgraded security cameras. How many of you like to know that there's good security cameras watching the kids now and not ghetto ones from the 80s? <laughs> These things are important, and usually they're also expensive. But moving on, uh, we've almost got light poles put in on the driveway, and the driveway will finally not be dark. Come on, somebody. It's a super dark drive at nighttime, especially in the winter. Um, and right now, I just want to take a moment, too, for anyone, I know I don't want you to stand, you probably wouldn't anyways, but anyone has, uh, has really helped with the labor of this building, I'm going to tell you right now, he probably wouldn't like this, but Jim, no one has probably helped as much as Jim Bays has, as far as the building of this facility, and this is what I love about Jim, not that he even agrees with what he's doing, <laughs> he might not like that we're going to change that wall or change this class, but he's been... He's been supportive and just want to honor him, want to honor Donnie Hagen, want to honor Patrick Hayden, people who've donated their time, that own businesses, who donated their time and their money 
to help see this facility um, and, and all the ladies who clean. All the ladies who clean, if you're here, would you raise your hand? Right where you are, if you clean at this church, them as well. It's amazing. It's awesome. And if you do construction and you're new here, welcome. <laughs> or anything else, drywall. It could, there's plenty of stuff. It's a large play, electrical work. We, we need some more electricians, right? Patrick, <laughs> we could use some more. More, Lord. It's pretty awesome just what, what we can put together inside the house. And we're, from our staff, from my family, we are grateful for you guys. It doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you. So good. I literally couldn't do it without you. <laughs> I'm the worst handyman probably in the church. I literally put up a, uh, a uh, what's it called, hand sanitizer. And after I put it up, I tried to take it off the wall and ripped all the drywall and everything off the wall. Because <laughs> it was crooked. Jim's smiling. <laughs> I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do what I, I'm going to. If you get in our journey, you'll see that part of the journey is learning what you're good at. And not living in an identity crisis, trying to be good at something that you think is more important than what you're good at. Yeah. <sighs> Let me just go ahead and say. Okay, I'll wait. Praise the Lord. So, um, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. I appreciate it. So this past week, last two weeks ago, I started praying about the vision of our house and just what God was saying, what I believe he's saying for this year. Um, and honestly, I believe this, is, this could be taken on to every year. But I kept just hearing the word, there's one word he was saying, and it was fullness. Fullness. Everybody say fullness. And I started thinking, okay, well, what do you mean by that? And he gave me a scripture this morning in Ephesians 4, verse 13. And then he said this, until we all, the Apostle Paul wrote this to the church at Ephesus in the book of Ephesians. He says, until we all, somebody say all of us, attain to the unity of the faith. And he goes on to say, and the knowledge of the Son of God, it's my favorite part, to a mature man. To the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. The reality is, but God told me, he said, Michael, I want you to tell the church that this year we're going to focus on fullness, but the emphasis is actually on emptiness. That actually that 2023 is a year of us going deeper and deeper, of emptying ourselves out and surrendering areas of our life that we've still been holding on to. That in order to achieve actually the fullness and become mature sons and daughters, we actually got to do a little more internal work on ourselves. I'd love to tell you that you can just, that your maturity in Christ is something that's just going to zap you one day and it's going to happen, but that's not the way it works. Your maturity in Christ is going to come from you getting involved, from you getting involved in small groups, from you going to freedom groups, from you actually having people mentor you, from actually allowing people to hold you accountable for the things you need to be held accountable for. This is what will bring maturity. And this is where we're going. If you're looking for a church that you just want to check a box at and no one's going to ever get in your business per se, and I'm not talking about people gossiping about you. I'm talking about pastors and shepherds that love you, that pray for you, that will fast for you, that want to help you see you grow up in the Lord. They, more, they care more about you and your attendance and your tithe. 
They care, they care more about you than those things. For too long, we, we measure, so many people were like, man, we, we measure the church's health at the business meeting once a year. And we think because there's more people in the room per se and there's finances in the bank that that equals that the church is healthy. I'm here to tell you those are just a few aspects of church health, but there's so much more than that. There's so much more than just giving a tithe and attending. He's taking us into a place of freedom. He's inviting us. He's inviting you all into the deep places of God. So many people want revival per se, but don't really know what that means. Revival can happen to you personally. And when it happens to you personally, it doesn't look like a bunch of services all the time. It looks like your marriage begins to change. It looks like you change the way you talk to people when you're upset. It looks like you change the way you speak to your kids. It looks like when the car breaks down, it doesn't bother you anymore. You start to see yourself be transformed and conformed to the image of Christ, which is actually the goal of the gospel. Bill Johnson says it best. He says, I'm afraid that we have, too, we have more faith for the return of Christ than the transforming power to make us more like him on the earth. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Yes, come, Lord Jesus, come. The spirit and the bride say come, but he's saying, church, go. He's saying go, and he's saying, get healed, get free, be teachable, have, submit to somebody. And learn, and that way when you go, you can go with something actually healthy to give. Because we don't want to give away religion. No one's interested. And during service this morning, I felt the Lord say, people when they're new to the Father's house, a couple things can happen. They can get offended because maybe we're a little too free or a little too whatever. Or they can, they can realize that maybe God's different than what I thought. They can say, okay, well, I'm Baptist or I'm Methodist or I'm Catholic. I don't understand. The music's too loud. I don't understand people lifting their hands. It gets a little too weird. I don't like all the feelings. Or you can say, maybe there's something I've been missing. Maybe there's something at the Father's house that actually is drawing me out of some religious, traditional thing that I've always had. And his name is Jesus. And he's actually coming to break down walls of legalism and nonsense and it turns out he's so much better than you could imagine. So 2023 is a year of emptying of you signing up to freedom. If you didn't sign up for freedom last year, we're never, ever going to change this being the vision, seeing you walk in freedom and wholeness and well-being. And listen to this, too. You can go to freedom and still walk in bondage. Freedom is our freedom curriculum, our classes, they're there just to give you tools. They're help to give you awareness of what's going on in your life so you can get free from it, but it's still up to you. The enemy is never going to stop trying to lie to us, church. You notice in the book of is it Luke or Matthew, I think it may be Luke, we hear about the story when Jesus was tempted by the enemy, right? For 40 days he fasted. Come on, for 40 days he fasted. We like to think that he used the word of God and that's how he fought off the enemy, which is true, but let's not remember the 40-day fast he just went on, <laughs> right? And, and you, actually, it's almost as if the Bible, it's like we believe that's the only time Jesus was tempted, was during that time. 
But actually it goes on in Luke, I believe, someone could correct me if I'm wrong, Luke or Matthew, one of them states that the devil left him until an opportune time. The devil never stopped trying to tempt him to get off the cross and and stop going on the direction he was on. But when you know who you are in Christ and you're free from the lies of the enemy, you can walk in fullness. You can walk in the fullness of what he has for us. But if you want to play church and play games, you can do that as well. And I highly encourage you not to do that. Because when you play church and check boxes, church won't be as satisfying to you. But if you're surrendered completely and fully, he will truly give you the desires of your heart and he will change them and actually he will become the desire of your heart. Man, fasting is the quickest way to start cutting off desires. It's one of the best spiritual disciplines that needs to be reawakened in the church. And everybody's like, oh Lord, I don't wanna go to this church anymore. (laughs) Yes, you do, because you wanna grow. We want to shift. God's inviting us into the deep. This past week, I was here on uh, last Sunday morning. I looked over and I saw, um, I saw a, a husband, a, a guy that goes to our church. He's a father. He's a husband. And he was at the altar. And it just looked like God was just ministering to him. And I was praying with Maddie. And I just looked at her. And we were just praying for the, this vision of the church. God, what are you saying? And I looked over and I just seen this one dad at the altar. One husband at the altar, and I got so wrecked, and I said, Lord, I said, that's all I want. Just one more dad, one more father, one more mom, one more son getting saved, just one more. That's it, just one more. I'm not worried about filling this building up. I'm not worried about how many will come. I'm worried about just one of you getting a little less empty of yourself and be filled with him. That is the goal of this. Everything we do here, the journey, the structure we have is to get you to be healthy, to be a mature man, to become all in all in him. That is the goal. It's not to put weird structures on stuff. It's not to be controlling and, oh, why can't I do a house group? Why can't I do this? It's because we want to make our house groups actually about shepherding and discipling our people. And how many of you think that's a pretty important role? So our house groups are actually probably our highest level of trust. Because I can't personally, one-on-one, disciple everybody in this room. And the more we grow, which we will, the Lord's been speaking to me about how we have to make the church smaller. And I'm going to preach on that on, in a few weeks. And what I mean by that is, it's okay to grow in corporate gatherings, but you have to make it smaller. You have to get in small groups in order for it to be healthy and truly grow. In order for you to be healthy and truly grow, you've got to get to a smaller setting. It's the only way. It's the only, only way. All right? Who's ready? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. I always joke with Matt. I mean, have you ever seen Kung Fu Panda? Let me switch gears on you. <laughs> you know that part when he's like, he's trying to find himself. That he's the dragon warrior. <laughs> some of y'all don't talk about some of you don't. Go home and watch it. Here's your assignment for the day. It's real spiritual. And he goes on to tell him, uh, what's his name? Fo? Poe? Poe, and he tells him that little, whatever it is, Master, don't act like you don't know the names, Master Shifu. Come on now. Master Shifu tells him, and he's struggling with his identity, and he's supposed to become this amazing warrior, basically. This amazing warrior. He's a dragon warrior, and he says, okay, and he looks at him, and he says, you are the dragon warrior, and he's crying. He says, okay. 
And some people might feel that way. You're like, God, I know there's more for me. I know you're calling me to greater things. I know you're calling me to fullness, but I'm afraid. I don't know if I can do it. And he's saying, it's okay. Just surrender. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. I'm not calling you to a heavy thing, church. I'm calling you to a greater thing. And it only comes through surrender and more of us. I was thinking this morning, this really just is the vision for all time, really. It's glory to glory, strength to strength, more to more. And you want that, I'm telling you, the way to that is actually humbling yourself, emptying yourself, and letting him fill you. It's a year this year. The way you measure maturity in the kingdom of God is actually by love. It's not by tithe, it's not by attendance, it's not by Bible knowledge. It's actually about how much you love and how well you love. Jesus, we know that because Jesus says, they will know you're my disciples by the way that you love. So we want to go towards this. We want to, I want to love more like him. Amen? And we know how he loves. He loves sacrificially. He loved us unto death. <laughs> he loved us with everything. He loved us selflessly. Amen? So... Um, I believe where the Lord is not just taking the Father's house, but wants to take the church at whole, especially the charismatic church. Listen, I love the charismatic things of the church. I love the, the power of the Holy Spirit. I love that I have a prayer language. I love that my mom raised me and she used to pray in tongues, even though I thought it was weird for a long time and I was embarrassed and different things, but here I am doing it now. I, I love those things. I love a touch from God. I love all of that, but I'm here to tell you there's more than that. You can get touched by God for too long. We've had moments and encounters with God without the discipleship. And a lot of that's created by just, we're just going to, you know, just keep having services and services. And I'm just like, guys, at some point, I remember when we did, we did the tent revival. How many of you went to that? I remember God moved mightily and so many people were saved, including my son, and got baptized. And I remember it began to shift. And I felt the Lord say, it's time to disciple them now. And I'm not trying to be mean to anybody, but there were some people that were like, no, 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 we got to keep doing the tent. We got to keep doing the services. And I was just like, no, we, we got to get the people that we caught and we got to actually teach them how to do this. Yeah. The charismatic church has to move from just, not just a awakening, but to transformation. That we don't just have a touch from God without a change, transformed life from God as well that follows. Amen? So that's why educating, we want to be a church that, yes, there's moments where God's going to touch you and it's going to be amazing, but we also want moments of education where you're going to do purple books or do a new believer book or actually get to know your word. Because I remember I've been in situations in my life, bad situations when things weren't going my way and I had no good feelings from the Holy Spirit. None. They were gone. I had no good Holy Ghost goosebumps. None of that was anywhere to be found. But I tell you what was to be found, what was concrete and never changing was God's word. And I remember in those moments of having no feelings, being able to stand on the word of God and say, no, 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 devil. God causes all things to work for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. God, I don't understand what's going on in my life. I don't feel anything good in my life, but I trust you at your word we got to be a church that will know the word, teach the word, and trust him at his word. We are not going to be the church where we're chasing the feelings. And we're chasing, uh, and we're not going to chase down just a big uh, services. 
It's quiet in here. I just want to make it clear. And our services are awesome. Right? We're not going to get away from those things. We're still going to have evangelists come in. We're still going to go after that. But we understand that it's the hard part. I get touched from God. Then I got to go home. And I'm there with my wife and my kids. And my kids are still acting crazy. And now I got to see. I got to change. You know what I mean? Otherwise, we'll confuse our children to thinking, wow, mom is real spiritual or dad's real spiritual at church. When he's at the building, he's real in tone with God. But when he's home, he must have, I don't know what, maybe he left the Holy Ghost at church. (laughs) Somebody say, not me. Not my family. Nathan said it best earlier. What happens here, we're going to take you with us. Right? Amen? Amen. So if you're new, don't just be offended like, oh, man, the music. Let the Lord draw you into something. And just maybe he's actually trying to show you something maybe you've never seen. And it's himself. And he's good and he's loving. And here at the Father's house, he's a father. He's a dad. And he's a really, really good one. Amen? Amen. So um, I wrote this down to um, We want to see our church, not just our church, but the church, influence every sphere of influence in our city. Whether it's the arts, architecture, education, all these different things that for some reason we've just let the world have them. Instead of actually setting the standard for them ourselves. How many of you know we need more, we we don't need more necessarily pastors and evangelists and teachers. We actually need more school teachers, bus drivers, business owners, lawyers, doctors, judges, and presidents. But we'll move on in the name of Jesus. We'll move on. (laughs) But we need godly, truly godly people to infiltrate and be principals of schools. You know what I mean? We don't just, man, don't let the devil lie to you and say, the only significant thing you're ever going to do is if Mike ever gives you the microphone house i'm telling you if you long for this microphone you're not supposed to have it i promise you just hear it from me this morning if you long for it you're not supposed to have it and people are thinking well pastor it's easy for you to say if you know me at all i've never asked for this microphone or the one in the youth building or anywhere it's pretty amazing and even just recently a friend of mine a minister actually invited me to come on a ministry trip with him that i really would love to go on but i wasn't going to ask And then he asked me. I'm like, okay, cool. God will open doors for you if they're meant to be open. Just just serve. Just just pour your heart out. Just be where he wants you to be. Use the gifts that you have and see what God will do as we come together as a body. And we're all working in the exact lanes that we're supposed to be in. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. If you're not fasting, I'll say it again. Start fasting. It'll be good for you. So we want to take this. uh, Something I, I saw on Facebook actually. Uh, a few weeks, or I don't even know who shared it, but it said, I don't want to create a prophetic culture where everyone can hear God, but they don't obey him. So we don't want to be a church in our freedom groups, and here we're going to teach people in small groups. We want, we want you to hear from the Lord, amen? One of the biggest challenges and one of the biggest, like, the thing I want the most out of my children from dad to my children is they would be able to hear God for themselves. Because if I can get them to hear God for themselves, then that's, I'm good, if I teach them to completely always be able to rely on me forever, that's not a good thing. I need to just teach them and ask them questions. Parents in the room, ask your kids questions. Hey, let's close our eyes. Let's see what God wants to say about that. 
you'll be surprised what they'll say. God speaks. It's the same Holy Spirit that's in me that's in a six-year-old. Amen? Um, yeah. Maddie, come here, please. I'm going to need you to give a tongue, an interpretation. I'm just kidding. I want you to prophesy over everyone in this room one at a time. Just line up. Just kidding. Come here, babe. Uh, she probably hates this. That's okay. Yeah, I could have told you, but the Lord just told me. So, um, man, this is all really I want to talk about here. Right here. That's it. Me and Maddie are in this together. Give me your hand, woman. Sweetheart. <laughs> this morning I was just thinking about our church and I was thinking about just a lot of you in this room and every, just everyone who called. I, I, I know that if you call as your pastor, I've just never been more proud to be the pastor of this church. <sighs> just never been more proud to call this place home and to be here to humbly and faithfully in Jesus' name. Hear the Lord and lead this body to where God wants us to be. And that's our goal. And we step into these changes on the bylaws and different things like that. Our goal is to be followed, to follow the direction of the Lord. That is my only goal and always will be. And you're, we will see God continue to bless this place. And it not, might not be in filling up the building with a thousand people, but it will be filling you with him. <laughs> Come on. We'll see sons come back home. We'll see daughters come back home. We'll see dads be restored. We'll see grandparents be restored. We'll see families change and be shifted and that will actually change a city. Because what's gonna change a city is actually getting a hold of our next generation and not just getting them to this building but to changing us to actually influence. And listen, you might say, well, I don't have kids right now. But let me tell you this, there are pure, there are pure uh, plenty of people in this city who need spiritual fathers and mothers that need people to look up to. People who their dad and mom aren't even saved, who need help, who need wisdom. And so we encourage you, don't let this year be a year of you taking a back seat to the things God's calling you to do. Get involved. We have small groups coming up in February. Sign up. Have freedom groups. Sign up. Don't just make it about attending a church any longer. Get alone with God fast and say, God, this year is going to be an altar to you. Could you stand to your feet? And you guys can just play some music. Um, I don't really, we don't necessarily need a band this right now. If you just want to play that music. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. That's our sign. He's hungry. Could you just close your eyes for a moment, and would you just say out loud, Jesus, you're worthy. Of everything that you're asking of me, you are worthy of all those things. This is not something that's like an uneven trade. I'm actually getting so much more. Father, we just take this moment as a church body. We consecrate ourselves to you, to follow you, to hear you, to follow the direction of you. And hear your voice. We take this moment to say, God, as empty as out. 
all year to help us to be teachable, help us to just be empty, God, so you can fill us truly and not just to give us tongues, but God, to transform us to look and talk and act like Jesus. Set a fire in our bones, Lord, that would just purify us with all unrighteousness, God, and things that we struggle with in our flesh, God, and just purify us this year. I love what Pastor Landon Schott said, that song they even wrote. It says, it will never be mine, it will always be yours. God, me and Maddie, we say that we declare this church will never be ours, it will always be yours. It will always be yours. We love you, God, and we honor you. Bless your people, speak to your people, mold your people. God, I thank you that you give us a grace to walk out the things you have for us a supernatural grace to do what you've called us to do. For it is you who wills and works in us, God. We love you, Jesus. Could our prayer team come quickly? You stay up here. Thank you, Lord. Come on, isn't he good? He's so good. I'm not going to lie, that was a weak response. Come on, isn't he good, church? <laughs> Hallelujah. He's so good. So, so good. Hey, if you need prayer for anything at all before you leave, our prayer team is here and equipped to pray with you and bless you and partner with you. Or if you're here this morning and you need to be born again, you need to give your life to Jesus. If you need salvation, if you need to be saved before you leave, please come to these altars one of our prayer team will pray with you to receive Jesus. If that's you, we just want you to come down before you go. And also, if you've been saved recently, go to the welcome desk, get a new believer's book, sign up for the journey. We love you guys so, so much. Can we just lift our hands to heaven in this room? Father, in the name of Jesus, bless your people indeed. God, I pray that you would enlarge their territory, God, that you would keep evil far away from them, Lord. Hmm. God, I just thank you for increase in every area of their lives, Lord for your glory in Jesus mighty name and all God's people said amen amen come on we just lift the Lord some praise before we leave hey if you need prayer for anything please come now um, we'd love to partner with you and pray for you if you need to give your life to Jesus please don't go come down to the front we'd love to pray and partner with you bless you guys have a good evening